Hello and welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma and this is a podcast where I talk about books. I've recorded that four times and it still doesn't sound right to me, but I don't want to do it again. Anyways, today I'll be talking about Breaking Time by Sasha Alsberg, which is a new YA book with fantasy elements. So maybe it's an urban fantasy. I don't know. Anyways, so I'll be talking about this book today. I'm like holding it as if I'm a booktuber like, oh, let me show you the book cover. I will say the cover is very gorgeous. However, that is not what I'm here to talk about today. I'm instead going to be telling you about the story inside the book and how I would rewrite the entire thing. So that's a little spoiler for what is coming up and how I felt about this book. This is the premise of this book is that it is about the last pillar of time and her Scottish time traveling protector. Sounds really interesting, right? I'm going to make it better. Anyways, so I heard about this book from some booktubers. They were basically sent it by the publisher to like as the sponsorship for the video um, to kind of talk about it. And the premise sounds so good, you guys. Come on, Scotland, time traveling, romance, fantasy. It's everything that you could possibly want or that I could possibly want. However, it did not deliver, which I'm very, very upset about. Um, I told myself this wasn't going to be a critical episode because I didn't hate this book. It just didn't capture my attention and it did not live up to my expectations. So like, I wouldn't say it was necessarily a bad book, but it wasn't good. Like, I'm not going to reread it. It seems like it's going to be the first in a series. I'm not going to read more from the series, um, and you will hear all about that later on. So I must now issue a spoiler warning. If you don't want this book to be spoiled for you, stop. Go read the book. I, I feel like I'm not, I don't know if I would say I recommend it, um, If you're young, maybe you would enjoy this one. If you're an older reader who has had issues with YA, this is not one for you to try out. Um, And then come back, listen to the episode. This is going to be a fun episode, mostly because I'm dedicating a lot of the discussion section to me, basically taking the same premise, but giving it a different storyline to make it a more interesting book because it just wasn't doing it for me. So I will be rewriting this book, kind of, and that seems like fun. And if you're interested in that, if you were also let down by this book and you think the premise was good, but it didn't didn't deliver, I'm about to deliver for you. So without further ado, let's get into the plot summary. So this book opens up in 1568 Scotland with our male lead, Callum, and he was basically an orphan who's taken in by some guy named Bryce and forced to fight for her food, I guess. And he's got this friend Thomas and Thomas has been acting suspicious. And so he's following Thomas because he's not acting like himself. And he took Thomas's knife away from him because he was being weird. However, Thomas is attacked by this mysterious cloaked figure and is killed. And Callum is trying to fight this guy, but is like getting beat up and then accidentally gets sent forward in time to the present day. In the present day, we have Clara, or Clara, I don't know. Um, It's with a C. Clara? 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 I don't know. Not sure. I didn't look it up. Anyway, so she is basically living in Scotland. Her dad, after her mom passed away six months previously, her dad bought this, like, Scottish inn. And she's supposed to go to the University of Edinburgh. But she's like, "Ah." 
I just feel like there's more out there. And I'm meant for more than just, I don't want to go to college. It like, But she's also a scientist, everybody. She's a scientist, but she's not going to go to college. Obviously not, because scientists don't go to college. She basically has this idea like that like she just feels like there's so much more out there, more in the world that she's meant for more. And she's not meant for college. Like, to me, I'm not really seeing this connection beyond the fact that she actually is destined to be this last pillar of time and is going on this adventure. So she has to withdraw from university. So she's not trying to be a university student and an adventurer. But that just, I'm going to talk about that. It just doesn't make sense to me. So basically, she's grieving her mom's death. She's like hiding the fact from her father that she's actually not going to college And she just, like, doesn't leave the house. She just reads romance novels and hangs out with her dog, you know? Not like other girls. Anyway, so she, like, takes a drive, and she accidentally hits Callum with her car. And she, like, brings him back to the inn and then ends up finding out that he's, like, not from this time. But she doesn't believe him at first. But later, like, follow... He's like, well, can you just, like, bring me to this, like, tavern, which is the same one from 1568? So she brings him there and he's like, what is this? This is not the same. Like, he's very confused. And she ends up, like, following him into the woods. And then there they get attacked by the evil guy, whose name I don't remember. And that's when she realizes that he is telling the truth, that he's not from here and he's a time traveler. And he's like, basically, my friend died and now I'm going to try and protect you. It's like, okay. So she's like, I don't know what's going on. This guy's weird. And they split up. The next day, she goes to Edinburgh because she's, like, going to do some research on, like, who this guy is because the guy tells her that she's the last pillar of time and he needs to kill her on Samhain and then he's going to have, he will have killed all the pillar of times and be able to absorb their, all of their magic and he can time travel and be a god, basically. Callum is also in Edinburgh because he has Thomas's secret journal and he's trying to track down the place that it came from to see if they know anything about him or it or anything like that so he ends up meeting this guy who like works at the apothecary or wherever that he goes to who's like giving him a little bit of information and then he finds these tunnels and he hears clara scream because she like was at the university she found some other information about pillars of times and then she gets attacked by like i'm gonna say like a hellhound but it's not that but it is and the two of them like defeat it and then they go to visit her grandma who lives in edinburgh and her grandma, like, kind of knows some stuff of what's going on, but it's also weirdly cryptic because, you know, adults, like, can't just give straightforward answers in YA fantasy. They must give you cryptic answers so that the protagonist has to go on adventures and journeys and can never really know what's going on, which, you know, that's just a convention of the genre. That's not the fault of this book for using it. Anyway, so then they're like, okay, basically they find out that, like, they have to go to these different, like, mystic c- centers because Clara will, Clara, whatever, she's going to gain powers at each one they go to. So they're, like, going on this road trip. They meet this, like, dear god, and he, like, gives her more information. They meet, like, the, like, moon goddess Aaron Horn or something like, what, what is her name? Aaron Rod, um, who was the one who, like, she basically used to have these time-traveling powers, and she was like, I just want to retire. So I gave them to 12 humans spread out through time. And now my son, who's a demigod, the bad guy, is trying to kill all of you because he is bad. What is that guy's name? 
Oh, it is Clorox. It's with a K. That's why I kept saying that. I was so confused. Serenos. He's the evil guy. Anyways. So, you know, they go on this adventure. She tells her dad that she's just going on, like, a spiritual retreat. But then uses her dad's credit card to pay for inns for her and Callum to stay in. Her and Callum get, like, kind of flirty romantic. But she's like, well, I'm going to have to send him back to the past. And Callum is like, I need to protect Clara because um, I couldn't protect Thomas. And to do that, I'm going to attract the, like, death creature whose name I forget. And I'm going to surprise and capture her. And if I do that, I won't die. Instead, she has to grant me a wish. And I wish for strength so I can defeat Serenos so Clara lives. So the dad ends up finding them and just, like, accepts that the daughter can't tell them what adventure she's going on. And he's just like, well, I just trust you'll be safe. And she's like, don't worry, I will be, even though she's thinks she's gonna die so that's interesting so then you know it's the final night it's sam hain and so they're like oh my god the final center all this different stuff they end up splitting up and callum like does his little thing with the like death thing and he's got strength and he fights serenos and he there's four hellhounds and he kills them but then serenos kills callum we think i think he's gonna be alive in the next book i'm not gonna read the next book but i think he'll be alive there and then Clara, meanwhile, like, finds the last mystic center. She sticks her giant sword. Apparently, they get a sword from her grandma. And she ends up in the other world. And her mom is there, her dead mom. And so, she, and so is Aaron Rod. And they talk. And basically, she could just live there forever. But time passes differently there. So, like, it'll feel like less time has passed there than a lot of time will have passed in the real world. And if she just lives there forever until she dies naturally, Aaron Rod's powers will just go into the earth and Cernos will be defeated but she just has to live there forever. But she's like, I can't do it. I have to go back and defeat him. Which, low-key, I don't blame her on this one. So she goes back and somehow defeats Serenos. I don't really remember what happens. But then she accidentally sends herself into the past where she meets Thomas. Well, she previously met Thomas in one of the other fights where she, like, reached into the past for a second. And she was, like, suspicious of him. Like, he had some sort of weird air about him i don't know but now she's in the past stuck there i mean she can time travel so i feel like she could just go back to the present but i'm sure she's gonna be like i didn't know how i did it so she's gonna be in the past and caitlin will be in the present and then they're star-crossed lovers and that was the book that's pretty fast and very sarcastic sort of retelling of the plot so let's get it into the discussion section so you can tell I obviously didn't really like this book. I didn't dislike it. It just didn't do anything for me. So basically, I was so excited for it. And the first night I was reading it and I, I just like wasn't focusing. I was reading pages. I was reading paragraphs and absorbing no information. And then going back and reading some of it and then sometimes just continuing forward. Like, oh, I don't know. I didn't really absorb what happened here, but I'm just going to keep going. Like that sort of vibe. And... I was like, you know what? I just must not have been in the right headspace this first night as I read the first like 50, 60 pages, whatever. So night two, I pick it up. I'm excited. I'm like, okay, here we go. It's going to happen for me this time. Same thing, not absorbing anything. Night three, not absorbing anything. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, this might just be how this book goes. Like I might just not absorb anything. And that is how it went. Every single night and day that I read it, I just was reading and I was like not registering any of the words like not registering the plot like reading but like not caring like 
I, I was just so, I was so disconnected from it. Like, yes, I physically read every single word on the page, but no, it didn't really feel like I was reading the book. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, I just, like, I tried. I really wanted to like this one so much, but I just, like, was disconnected the entire time. Like, nothing, it wasn't happening for me. I really wanted it to happen for me, and it just didn't happen. Like, I wasn't able to pay attention. It wasn't grabbing my attention. Like, yes, I finished it, but because of how short it is, like, it was only, let's see, like, 340 pages. It was pretty short, but, like, I, I just, like, I should have been able to fly through it, and I just didn't because, like, it did, I didn't want to read it. I was bored, like, and that, that was really the issue is that it, it kind of, bored me like I just didn't care and I think it was because the premise was just so cool to me and then the execution was not at all what I wanted it also like I think what it was is that I thought of such a cool way for the prom like way to shoot off from the premise that this just didn't do and because what I thought of was better in my opinion what I got really didn't work for me at the end of the day, my favorite part of this book was the cover, and that is never a good thing. The cover, I will say, is absolutely gorgeous. Um, go take a look at my picture on my Instagram at I read a book once blog, and you will also see why the cover is so gorgeous. I'm not. This wasn't like a cover buy for me. Like I said, I was really intrigued by the premise based off of the booktubers who talked about it. I will say they hadn't read the book at the point they talked about it. I wonder if they ever will. So I guess Sasha Alsberg was slash is a booktuber. Like these people kind of like knew her. And so they were like friends. I don't really know. But like so they were excited for her for having written this. The cover's so gorgeous. Like she's on the hills in Scotland and then it's like cloudy and the there's a flowing dress. It's everything that I want. So basically, what we're about to do. Well, also, first of all, let's talk about the title, Breaking Time. It, like, is a good title. Like, I don't think it's a bad title. I don't think it's a good title for this book, though, because, like, they didn't break any time in this. There was time traveling, but it wasn't, like, broken timeline. So, like, I really don't think that this is a good description title of like descriptive title of what actually happens in the book however I think it's like a fine title um and the cover is gorgeous now I'm gonna set the book down and we're about to move into me telling you how I would have written this okay so obviously it's so much easier to sit here and judge and be like I could have done better but I really think I could have done better on this one and I will let you judge okay so I told you what happened in this book and if you don't um, trust my biased um, plot summary. Read the book yourself and then listen to what I'm about to propose and then tell me what you think would make a better story slash is a more interesting story if you actually read the book. Okay, so I'm going to take the premise and kind of the bones of the story and I'm going to zhuzh it up and make it better. So the premise, last pillar of time, Scottish time traveling protector. Here we go. Point number one, we're aging everybody up. We are aging everybody up because they are too young. Clara is probably like 18 and Callum is probably also like 18. I'm telling you, this doesn't work for me. Let's make them 25. All right, listen. So what we're going to do is we're going to still stick with this stupid school plot line, 
but I'm going to make it less dumb. And I'll talk about the dropping out of college plotline later on. I should have talked about all of that stuff and then done my rewrite, but that's not what happened. So now we've got this idea, like, in the book is that Clara kind of wanted to be, like, an astronomer and, like, study the stars and the universe. And, like, that's why she's like, there's just so much out there. But she's like, there's more to the world, and which is why she's like dropping out. But it's like, if you want to be an astronomer and you want to discover new worlds and things like that, the only way to do that is to go to school to get the credentials so you actually know what you're looking at and studying. And then that way you're able to use this equipment and get a job to do that. As somebody with only a high school diploma and a telescope, I don't think you're going to discover anything that somebody hasn't already discovered with your just normal telescope. All right, that that's my issue here with the dropping out. It just doesn't make sense with what she wants to do with her life for her to drop out. If it's grief, she's like, I'm just not ready to go because I'm still grieving my mom. That's a better, to me, that's a better for the this storyline of why she's like, I just don't want to do it. In this, she says like, it was her mom's dream for her to go to this college because that's where her parents met. And she's like, but it's not my dream. I'm like, well, your dream requires you to go to college. Anyway, so what I'm going to do in this one is Clara is now instead, or Clara, whatever, she's now instead a grad slash PhD student in astronomy. There we go. Now, what is going on is she's disillusioned with the academic world because as a woman in STEM, she's facing being one of the only, if not the only woman potentially in her program. She is facing like sexism in the program with professors with students like just kind of discrimination in that sort of sense and so like it's not enjoyable for her okay she does not enjoy going to these classes and being belittled by male faculty members and students so that is why she's like i'm so unhappy she's like i believe there's so much out there to discover but i'm so unhappy in my position here because of the environment and that is why she's like do I have to drop out because I'm just like so depressed and there that's how we make it make sense with her being a scientist because the whole thing at the beginning with Callum oh my god I have the sound on um I gotta pause this okay sorry I had a text if you if I didn't cut out that you probably heard it had to respond Okay, so the whole thing at the beginning when Callum shows up is she's like, I'm a scientist, I don't believe in this. So now it's going to make sense because she is on her way to getting a PhD. She is a scientist, and that's why she cannot believe that Callum is a time traveler and also wanting to maybe drop out of school because of the environment versus just randomly being like, no, I'm not going to go to college, even though my dream requires me to go to college. So that's how we fix some of that. Aging her up also allows her to, like, a, have more life experience, B, not have this plot line of, like, her dad needing to be, like, plugged into kind of what's going on, but also her, like, having to lie to her, like, all that different stuff. We're cutting it out. Okay. Now, we're also changing Callum's storyline. He's going to be older. And for me, when I heard the premise of this book, I thought that, like, he was, like, had the, like, not job title, but job title of protector, like that he was sent from the past to the future slash present to protect Clara specifically because he's part of some sort of like time community protector defense squad. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop that. We'll come up with a better name. 
but that he was literally sent there for the purpose of protecting her. That, in my mind, he, like, I thought before I started, like, I understood it as he understood what was going on. He was going to be a guide and a protector, and then they would fall in love. He does not know what's going on. He self-designates himself as a protector, and he does kind of have some of those skills based off his fighting past. But here in my version, he's going to A, be able to explain things to her so we don't have to deal with the, like, random explanations from gods and, like, grandmas, but nobody really is telling her anything. Here, this guy can fill in the blanks for her. And also, we can kind of get, like, a better like repertoire between them and this idea of why she's not believing them from all the science stuff and he's this time traveler and there we go the other thing i'm going to change is like for some reason when it was like oh it's a time traveling romance i was like for some reason in my mind i thought they were going to be traveling through time the only time traveling in this book happens at the beginning when callum comes to the present and at the end when she goes to the past there's also a little tiny bit of time manipulation in the middle she like turns back time by 15 minutes to stop Callum from like getting run through with the sword which is pretty cool actually I feel like that we should keep that sort of like magic in there but I'm gonna change it so that they are jumping through time because they are being chased by the evil guy and so this way as they're being as they're jumping through time and they're like trying to figure things out this is more interesting to me than them just like driving around random places in Scotland walking around until they get attacked at the place and then she gains magic as she's attacked. That's boring to me. Let's jump around different times and he's trying to teach her how to use her time traveling magic as they go. Now the one issue here is that he's not a pillar of time but somehow he traveled through time. So we got to figure tweak that. I got to figure that one out. Got to tweak it a little bit like workshop it. But that works better for me. We can still have this idea of Thomas maybe being like the last person he was assigned to protect and him failing. So he's feeling really up in his feels and emotional and very serious about protecting Clara. And that's kind of how we can get that sort of going on here as well. And then the romance, because we're aging them up, we are going to up the steam level. The most that happens in this book is maybe some like making out and like some over the clothes touching. There's nothing like too raunchy or steamy about anything that goes on in this book. Because I'm aging them up, we're going to increase the steam level. Because basically, like, we're just supposed to accept that they're, like, drawn to each other and that they, like, want to make out and be in love. Um, and, like, Thomas even, like, not Thomas, Callum even professes his, like, love at the end. But, like, I just don't buy it. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong. Like, I understand that they're just going to get together, but, like, I'm not feeling the chemistry. I don't feel invested. I don't really care if they get together one way or the other. And so we are going to increase the tensions, and we're also going to increase the sexual activities between the two of them and my rewrite. And that is definitely going to increase my enjoyment of the book. Okay, let's see what else would I change um, I don't know. I guess I might change some of the, like, magic background. I was reading, so I went on Goodreads because I was curious as to how this book was being uh, received. The answer is not well. So, like, if I was going to rate it, like, because basically when I finished this book, I was like, I'm going to feel bad if I put this on my worst books of the year list because it's not like it was a bad book. It was just a boring book. Like, I just, like, 
I didn't hate reading it, but I didn't enjoy reading it. Like, I just kind of read it and it existed and I got through it and that was that. But it wasn't doing anything for me, right? So I was like, I don't know. So like, at the time, I was like, if I was going to rate this, I would be like, I guess three stars. Like, it's just kind of boring. It was there. But as I thought about it more, I was like, well, there's other books I've read that if I rated things with stars would have been three stars that were much better than this, like enjoying wise, plot wise, like any whatever. And so like, I probably would have been more like a two star. So this probably will be on my worst books of the year list, which I just feel bad about because I'm like, I feel bad hating on this. I also feel like I'm not hating on this, but I'm definitely being critical of it because of, I just feel like it, it had so much potential and it just let me down. But anyway, so back to why I, I was on Goodreads. The rating overall is like a 2.9 something. Like it is not good. That's probably the lowest like rating I've ever seen. I feel like typically like everything has at least like a three point something star average. Like that's really, really low. That means the majority of people are giving it one and two stars. Oh, that's not good. That. That's why I also feel bad, like, just joining in on the hate. Um, But I'm not trying to hate. But anyway, so I was reading a few of the reviews, and people were talking kind of about how the author, like, mashed up, like, instead of using just, like, Scottish mythology for these gods and stuff. So, like, I really wasn't, I didn't, I didn't know who any of these gods or figures were. They were saying, like, they were taking stuff from, like, Irish, Welsh, like, Celtic, like, just all these different things. So they were, like be consistent. So that's, I think, actually a really good critique. Like, I'm not, I'm just, like, saying that I saw that critique, not that, like, I understand it, because, like I said, I don't have any knowledge of it. But, so I think that I probably would update the storyline. I think I probably wouldn't tie the time traveling to gods and just, I don't know how I would, I don't know how I would tie it. Maybe witches. I don't know not sure how I would get around that like where the time traveling is coming from but I'm going to change kind of like what I would change kind of that but like the big changes that I'm making is I'm aging them up I'm adding steam and they are traveling through time and I might change up the magic system I think those things with the rewrite makes the story a lot more interesting and that is really what I was hoping for when I read it and it was just not what I got which is so sad I have one last point to make before I wrap up this episode. It is a shorter episode because I didn't talk for that long in the plot summary. And that is if I was making predictions about what the rest, the next book or the series might kind of look like moving forward. So we're kind of left on two cliffhangers. One is Callum dead. Two, like, Clara's in the past now. So what's going to happen there? This is, um, so this is kind of what I would predict to happen in the next book. Callum's not dead. Callum is obviously her love interest. He had the other perspective in this book. They both had perspectives. If only she had a perspective, it'd be more likely he's dead. Or if this was a one book sort of thing, it'd be more likely that he's dead. I don't think he's dead. I think he somehow comes back to life. Someone nurses him back to health. I don't know, but I seriously doubt that he's dead. In the past, I also have questions about how Thomas could be alive because the evil guy was like 100% certain that he had killed all the other pillars of time. And if he's in the, in like 2022 and 
Thomas is back alive in 1568. I think you would know that. So, like, that doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. He's alive, and he's maybe shady. So, I think Clara is going to, like, work with him but not trust him. And then she will trust him, but then he's going to backstab her. I think what will happen is she's going to pretty quickly try to go back to the present time. Callum will be alive. He'll bring them both back with Thomas, or Thomas will travel with him. Callum will be like, of course we can trust Thomas. Thomas will somehow betray them in this next book. Um, and yeah, the romance will ensue but be tested by this. And I would assume that this would be a trilogy. I don't know what book three would be, I guess. It would be dependent on kind of that ending plot twist cliffhanger of book two. Like I said, I'm not going to continue. I'm not going to like keep up or really track or see what happens with this book series. I mean, it doesn't say it's going to be a series, but, like, it's pretty obvious that it will based on how it ended. And I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say. I guess I kind of talked about how her dad was dumb. I don't know. I don't want to... I'm just going to end it there. So, yeah. So, basically, I didn't love this book. I didn't hate this book, but I didn't like this book. It didn't hold any of my attention, which is very, very upsetting considering I paid money for it with an Amazon gift card that somebody gifted to me. So somebody else paid money, but I used my gift card on this. So there we go. Um, so let's see. Please rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast on whatever podcast platform you use. If those options are available to you, that would mean so much to me and really make my day. Also follow me on Instagram at I read a book once blog. While you're there, feel free to give me a DM to let me know your thoughts about this book, this episode, or this podcast. If you don't use Instagram or you'd rather just email me, you can email me at iredabookonceblog at gmail.com and that will, we can converse and it'll be fun. Let's see. Next week, I will be talking about Kingdom of the Wicked by Carrie Maniscalco, which I've actually already finished and I really enjoyed it. So thank goodness this YA let me down, but that YA did not let me down. It is everything that I remember loving about YA. So that's what I'll be talking about next week. I really enjoyed it a lot. So that will be a more happy episode, not necessarily content wise because it's kind of dark, but in my enjoyment level of it. So with that, my name is Emma. This is I Read a Book Once, and I'll catch you guys next time.